today we got in the studio, we got Tristan Alexander, Hola. a.k.a. Wait, Tristan Harrison. Tristan Harrison, Tristan Harrison. and <laughs> Tristan Alexander. Uh, real name is Tristan Harrison. Harrison, Harrison, yeah. And your artist name is Tristan Alexander. Yes. Is that your middle name? It is my middle name. Yeah. Middle name? Mm-hmm. But yeah, welcome to the studio. Long name. Thank you. Welcome, Tristan. Thank you. Not a long it. drive. Dude, this is a dope studio. I like it a lot. Super cool studio. Yeah. Annenberg Studio at USC. Yeah. Like Thankfully, it. letting us record in here <laughs> until Tristan's new studio comes out. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Hopefully. I think it's. I think it's gonna be done in like the next five weeks. Five weeks. That's when it should be at least. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's good. In the next five weeks. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> Tristan is a musician, a songwriter, a DJ, artist, uh, entrepreneur, real estate person. Uh, kind of all over the place. You are everything. You're kind of like Khalil, <laughs> but in the more music world. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, what would you say if you had to explain who, who are you? A collaborator of all, I guess, types of... Uh, industries i guess i don't know it's it's very it's very weird niche that i i like to get myself into definitely music though music is my passion there you go for sure anyways you are from westlake actually no you were you're originally from tennessee yes made your way out to westlake village westlake which if anyone watches a bachelor it's where uh peter the pilot is from um I've seen two episodes seen two episodes I know. aren't you well connected with someone don't you have a friend that's good friends with them no no, I think my. Cousin, I would think you would. My cousin might be friends with him, but I don't know. He's way older than us. Yeah, he's like twenty nine. Yep, and you're in your early twenties, right? <laughs> early twenties. Which, I'm, if you want to say your age, I'm twenty two. Twenty two. About to be twenty three in the next uh, few weeks. And if someone would ask you how much you've done in twenty three years, they'd be blown away by <laughs> what you're doing. Um, between Coachella festivals, your own festivals, uh, you've performed at Coachella how many times? Five, four. I've performed at Coachella. Three times. Three times? Three times, yeah. That's still better than 99.9% of everyone else in the world. But um, I love it, though. I love it. It's such a good vibe out there, honestly. And what, what else is, what, you've done real estate? You have Real estate. Uh, I have an entertainment company called Equal Entertainment. Um, I also own a portion of Deep Space, uh, which is a huge uh, event company in LA that does big house music events. Um, real estate. Uh, I'm a DJ. Which we've already covered. <laughs> there you go. And you do house music. So and house music, yeah, yeah, yeah. House music is your jam. Mm-hmm. So actually, we'll we'll start off with that. So you're from Tennessee. Yeah. You moved. So to... I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, a little bit, not Nashville. A lot of people think Nashville, but. And did Memphis. you have a music background with parents or family? Not even close. My parents have uh, are terrible at music, and <laughs> they have great. Um, what's the word? They have great genres like they love rock music they love reggae so i kind of grew up on like every single type of genre there is which has opened me up to a lot of different things i think um and then i moved out to california uh i think like eight years ago yeah my family moved out there i moved with them um to westlake village area and then that's kind of how i met you Michael Raiden. There are our our giant (laughs) entrepreneurial friends group that everyone is doing crazy things. We have a giant friend group, yeah. It's crazy. I swear. Like, if you walk into some random person in Australia, someone might know someone in our group. Yeah. It's just one of those. Or any bar in Westlake. Any any bar in Westlake. That's true. (laughs) But first, uh, how'd you start off with music? Um, Take me. So I kind of fell in love with EDM more so than people my age at the time. I think I was like 
15, 16 when I fell in love with EDM. Um, I always saw like Tiesto, Afrojack, those guys killing it on stage. Um, I watched a lot of YouTube. So. And did you have a piano, <laughs> guitar, anything? I background? had nothing like that. Actually, I was I never grew up on music, so I never really learned how to play an instrument. So I kind of just like geared towards DJing, as cliche as that sounds, but it's true. Um, I bought myself my first mixer that was like 300 bucks. It was like a small little pioneer thing. And uh, I literally practice on that every day watching YouTube videos and just like is there, certain, is there a certain type of YouTube videos of people that are still around that you can name that people can learn off of that you learned? Mm. Or is it mostly just typing in, how do you do this? How do you do that? There was this one guy, He's he wore a hat like every single video he did. It was a different hat. I forgot his name. That was like the OG uh, YouTube time. Yeah, that's the- first kicked <laughs> off. There are only so many people doing that. I know. That was literally the OG. EDM like, was kicking off. EDM wasn't mm-hmm. even- That's like- 2011, 2012 is when they started introducing like big festivals. Yeah. And that's when like they started recording them too and posting them on YouTube. It was really, really fun to watch. And uh, yeah, I, I just fell in love with it and I wanted to I wanted to do it so bad. So I, I bought my mixer. And, and this was during high school, right? Yeah. During high school, I was like 16, 17. And then um, after I got decently good, I, uh, I saw this event group uh, that one of my friends was part of and he invited me to one of their meetings and um it was called mayhem events uh with marvin uh super cool guy he kind of paved the way for where i'm at right now but um in order for me to play a gig i'd had to sell tickets and so i would go to every meeting we had and we'd have these promotion nights where we'd go to these festivals like beyond wonderland and uh, we'd have so many flyers and <laughs> we'd flyer every car in the parking lot and then go right when the festival ended, we'd stand right outside the festival and hand out flyers. And that's how I kind of got people's numbers and sold tickets there too as well. And, and that's uh, where you learned how to sell. Yeah. Be a yeah. promoter, yeah, marketer, yeah. <laughs> which came along with that's everything kinda, else you do. Exactly. <laughs> that's kind of how I like, realized I could talk to people because I was very shy back then I did I didn't really talk to a lot of people and it kind of brought me out of my comfort zone especially playing too um that's how I got my first gigs at Avalon is by promoting uh and for selling people, tickets people and who don't know Avalon what is Avalon Avalon nightclub is a is a nightclub on Vine Street in Hollywood um super cool club it's, it's they have like three real. different rooms right they, they a- so some certain events have have like four different stages in each room of the venue um it's a big venue it's like a What's a what's a good word for it? You've been there, right? Yeah, I've been there twice for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Super confusing. <laughs> you can go upstairs, downstairs, sideways. You're in that sideways. room, this every, room. Every time you got lost, there is, you're yeah. like, oh, main stage. Where's that? Yeah, like yeah. all over the place. But you did yeah. that. So you started performing at Avalon. I remember during high school. Yeah. So I was 18 and in, in uh, senior year, and so I was playing in in Avalon, and I was like the only person that was in Hollywood every night after school right after baseball practice <laughs> at these meetings uh trying to sell tickets and uh getting people to come to my event that weekend luckily it was 18 plus so i could actually get people who are 18 to come and see me perform but um that's kind of where i i got my definition in in uh djing in edm i didn't like house music back then either i i was more into um the whole tiesto afrojack that big room vibe 
And uh, that's what I played. Then I fell in love with Melbourne Bounce, and Melbourne Bounce kind of took over. So how long were your sets for? Were uh, you playing were, your own stuff, or were you playing just no, so normal DJ? I was, yeah, I was playing other people's music back then. Um, I didn't know how to produce. But uh, I, I, my sets were like an hour, hour. Yeah, that's I'd say good. 30 minutes, an hour. And then as I started to progress through the company, they put me on main stage a few times. And that those sets were more like an hour, hour, 30 minutes. Were they telling you what to play or? No, 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 no. no. I was creating my own sets. I was doing, um, trying to create a vibe for the room so that it would progress through the night and make the headliner as big as possible. That's, that's the ultimate goal of a DJ opener is to uh, create the vibe for the night and have the headliner kill it. So you're doing that every single week or at least once a week, right? Try or to, yeah. Try yeah, to. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so at sure. the same time, you started producing. I yeah. mean, you went from just playing other people's music to making your own music. And yeah. then out came mixing with a bunch of uh, synthesizers and mm-hmm. things, and you popped out loving house music. Yeah, yeah. And so take me on that so, journey. So let me tell you about this. This is a, an interesting story. Um, I started producing four years ago. Uh, I went to a school called Matrix Sessions where um, – I was taught how to make EDM. Uh, it's like a one-on-one mentoring ship. Um, and then I went to Symmetry Academy where I studied uh, how to make, how to mix and master a song. So professionally mix and master fully through the end of it. And then um, I'm able to play it afterwards. So I, I played my songs in the clubs right after I finished them. But uh, how I fell in love with house music was a different story. I actually went to Ibiza in 2016 for my first year. And... I don't know what it was, but it's some some crazy vibe about the island that's just like a you don't see it anywhere else. It's it's totally European. It's it's house. It's house music. Yeah. yeah. It's it's you first can time I ever heard house music was when I went to Europe. It's crazy. Like you they go to Europe, love it. They freaking love it. Yeah. Like it's insane how much they like it. We got our pop here and they got their house house. Crazy. Techno house, like tropical yeah. bass house. Like it's yeah. cool. It is. It really is. I went to uh space in Ibiza and unfortunately it closed down actually a year after I went but uh apparently that club was open for 27 years and that's where I fell in love with house music and I came back and I'm like I, I can't get another enough of this and so, literally that's how like my whole DJing career kind of started was after I visited Ibiza because that's my style now is is house music and that's what I play in every club, I guess. Just amazing. <laughs> so take me through the journey of uh, starting off. I mean, you're in the school. Of course, I mean, you're amazing now. You're a pro. But um, at the times when you- can you're, always learn more. When always. You, when always. you were building up, how many times did you fail? Like, what were t- type of strategies that they taught you? Or was um, it more just messing around yourself and figuring it, was, figuring it out? Or? So when it comes to producing house music or just music in general, it's a lot of problem solving. Um, you put things together. You take them apart. Some things don't work. Some things- fit perfectly um when it comes to edm and and house music there's a little bit more of a format i mean the same thing with pop pop music and hip-hop there's formats in there but um in edm there's usually a a beginning drop build up drop and then the outro um with house music you have it's a little bit different because it's more complex but it's so simple um you have to create a vibe and you have to make it move through like an eight minute song. And it's very difficult if you actually think about it and try to do it. So every 16 bars, you bring up something new? Every 16 bars. So the typical eight bars, you bring up something new? Yeah, you 16. filter it off. Like it's there's weird ways you can make it interesting. 
but you have to make it interesting in order for it to work. So and I know, so I know a lot of people at first they're like, "Is house music should you have vocals in it or no?" Because a lot of people are fifty fifty on it. So I think now it's evolving, but at first house music had no vocals. Yeah, yeah, there were maybe some samples, but not a lot of ho- vocals like uh, like you hear in pop music. Yeah, um, it's very instrumental based house music. That's why uh, I think a lot of people don't like it because they like to have lyrics. But uh, I like to make music with vocals because it sets the tone, it sets the mood, and especially when you're in the club, you wanna you wanna feel something. And sometimes instrumentals you can't feel it, but when you have a vocal, it really tells a story. And especially if you're on like a, a three hour journey through a DJ set, it's very beautiful when he drops a vocal or anybody. That's true. Um, but uh. But yeah, uh, house music is all about a vibe and it's about taking you on a journey, I think. Um, it's, it's creating a mood for for an hour to th- eight hours, let's say. Like Space Miami, they have 24-hour parties sometimes and That's it's all insane. house music. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but uh, house music is very different. It's, it's hard for people to get into it, but if you really listen to it, if you really... Go to a club and experience it. For I honestly think house is blowing up. I mean, look it at is Fisher, now, look at Don Dalla, sure. look yeah. at uh, Sonny Federa. Like uh, these people are headlining now shows. Crazy, like, yeah. Even like let's say Hudson City Two, Martinez Brothers. Like these underground guys are are getting to another level that you haven't seen before. I mean, Eric Merlo is still around. I mean, all these people are are househeads and they're. Is there anyone that is out. your idol inspiration? Someone that probably Hudson City Two right now. And why is um, that? Just because he. He's a classic guy, and he knows how to play a crowd very well in terms of making it groovy, making people want to dance, and building an atmosphere that really creates the best place to dance, I think. It's it's very fun to watch him DJ because he's always doing something different every set, and that's probably why I like him so much. A lot of artists sometimes stay in one area, like techno, uh, tech house, stuff like that. He kind of mixes a lot of different things into it, which I like. That's super so. cool. So if you had to explain like the type of vibe that you give mm-hmm. off your music, what type of vocals or, or what type of instruments you use? I know a lot of people like to use bass and saxophones. and uh, I can well, explain it perfectly. This is exactly... People are going to look this up <laughs> and listen to your stuff, but I mean, if you had to explain yeah. it through your words, because yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. hardest thing as an artist, explaining what is your genre and vibe and... So I so what makes I, you different. So I focus on when my DJ sets and when I make music is is uh, the baseline. If you don't have a good baseline, in my opinion, you can't really move people that much. I mean, drums you can sure, but my my thing is uh, baselines, really good melodies, and vocals that are very simple but grab you. You know, um, as simple as that. To be honest, it's it's something that I love most is baselines. What are the top like synthesizers that you use? Um, I use. You don't have to give away your secrets, <laughs> but I mean, like some main known don't ones. Don't worry, that don't worry. I, I can. I don't really mind. Um, it's Diva's one of my favorites. Uh, Avenger, which is semi new, semi not. Um, Serum's always good, obviously. And then I use a lot of just like uh, add-ons, add-on plugins to make the sound crunchier, analog feel. Um, something that gives it more flavor, you know? And then where do you get your percussion and samples? Do you get uh, it for you make it yourself or take it through from a lot what? of people I worked with, they've given me a lot of samples. Um and then obviously splice. Everybody uses splice. splice. But I, I look for um drums and samples and splice that are unique 
True. You know, um, and you can still people, tweak them. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. Exactly. That's the best thing about. You can take everyone can producing. use a. I mean, have you seen those videos? Everyone has the same samples and sounds, yeah. and they make twenty different songs. Totally. And everyone's different. <laughs> like that's music. Like yeah, you can use someone's sound. Exactly. But you tweak it; it's your own sound. Exactly. So like, it, it sounds nothing like it was before. Like it, it's crazy the things you can do. Like watch Skrillex create a track. That guy will blow your mind with how he makes this. Sound. I don't know how he makes it. It's that. nuts. Absolutely crazy. Like but if, this guy. That guy's got to be on drugs or something making yeah. that. Like I don't know where he comes up with this stuff. If I were to tell you how to make a sound, I'd say go to the dubstep artist because they really know what they're doing with sound design. Like it's crazy how some people make their sounds. Like sudden death, he can take a sound from his voice and record it and tweak it so it's like a humongous sound in a dubstep drop that you would never think it was a voice. You know, that's that's crazy. So I'm learning in some of my classes right now. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. But okay, transitioning on to Coachella because that was your next big step. Um, how did you get the opportunity to? Was that in the K Rock tent, right? For three years. It was. It was. So I mean, Sorry. that's a huge thing, Coachella. Um, I know uh, one of the guys who worked at K Rock, and he throws this uh, K Rock party at Coachella every year. It's a private party at a big estate, and they also do a small little stage at. The festival, which has been growing over the years, actually. Um, the first stage was was pretty small, um, and the sound system wasn't the greatest. But he actually booked some big artists for that. I think the first year was like Boombox Cartel in the in the tent as one of his guest artists, which is probably like, what is this music? Like, what is this speaker? <laughs> it's like, dude, bro. Um, anyways. But yeah, uh, and then over the years, I, I've built the relationship with them, and um and he's he's given me some opportunities that I haven't had before, um, being on his radio station and uh, and playing uh, Cigaro in Palm Springs as well, which is a huge hotel. And uh, the stage has grown like it, they have a huge sound system now, and it's it's packed like every year. I love it. Are you gonna be it's there nice. back again this year? I don't think I'm gonna do it this year because um, I have a lot of other things going on. Uh, which we'll get that into. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> Crazy weekend! I'm telling you already. It's it's. I'm gonna be busy. Yeah. That's true. But in the moment of playing at Coachella, I mean, what was it like? When? How old were you the very first time you were there? Like performing? Um, I think this will be my fourth year. So I think I started 2016. So you were 19? Maybe 2015. I think it was 2016. 18? Yeah. Whatever you were. I think it was 19. I think it was 19. I think it was 19. So what yeah. was it like being a 19-year-old? I mean, you have crazy amount of. I assume you had an artist pass or something. Like you, you're performing in the little tent, but still, you're still performing at Coachella. Not at all. So actually, um, what's it like if you had to explain to a kid what does it like ex- performing and the thing that you performing? Yeah. Let me tell you, I was super shy getting onto the decks for the first time in front of a crowd, and uh, you kind of get used to it. You kind of get used to the crowd. You get familiar with how to move the crowd. And when I played Coachella, it was kind of the same thing. Like. You get up there and you play for the crowd and you uh, you see what they like and you move towards that. I, that's kind of how I DJ. Is kind of how I've been doing it for years. Is is moving the crowd to what they want. Because um, some people don't like artists just because they stay the same or they're very flat during their sets. But uh, I like to cater to to the crowd because I I watch their body language and it really helps because. <laughs> and then when all his friends all jump in front of you in the very front. <laughs> yeah. Like, Make man. you laugh every single time. As much as you're not trying you to laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All the boys cheering you on. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I have a 
I have a good solid friend group that always comes to my events. I love it. Especially yes, you. Yes, you do. Especially you, Michael. Number I one fan. You. <laughs> you got a group of group of number one fans right here. Watch you go from bottom to top. It's cool. Um I'm I'm really humbled by them too that they've stuck with me. Uh but uh Coachella is fun. Um this year should be a lot of fun. Apart from Coachella, I have a I have a entertainment company called Equal Entertainment. And we we throw events, we do production, um what else to do? We do a lot of branding collaborations. Which, if you wanted to start, what that happened? Your first party was two years ago, right? And that's two before you bought the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so two years ago, we threw. So, Equal actually owns like a portion of Deep Space. That's kind of how I own Deep Space. Um, Deep Space actually threw an event two years ago, which we helped out with, and uh, we booked Eric Merlo for that. It was our first Coachella event, and actually did really successful. Um, at crowd and uh it was a day party so like everybody had their coachella outfits vibing um all pretty much getting shit faced <laughs> the day and then going to the festival but it was it was a great first party because we learned a lot and then the second party uh which was last had, year right had the equal state yeah, yeah yeah which was last year and for people um, that don't know what that is i mean you guys made it on like what the headlines for top three parties at coachella yeah right? it was I actually got some good So people that go here. every year, they might, I mean, what's yeah. the name again? It's for the party or? Yeah, what was the party's name? It Deep Space. It's called Deep in the Desert. So we we might be throwing one this year. Um, we're still in the works. Uh, but last two years, we've been throwing a Deep in the Desert party. And uh, last year, we threw a 420 party for the second weekend, actually, too. And take me through the artists that you guys got, because <laughs> kind of crazy who you got there. Deep Space, we booked Eric Camillo again. Great artist. Um and then the second weekend for the 420 party, we booked Ty Dolla Sign and Rich the Kid. And it was, oh my God, it was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. And we brought into the house. Dude, so we figured it out. It was it was like... Wasn't YG there also? Just chilling. Maybe. I think it was just like I chilling. Know. I don't know, to be honest. I forgot. <laughs> uh, but definitely the whole Wiz Khalifa crew was there. Um, I forgot their name. They have a certain crew name. But uh, the problem about that particular party was that the winds were so bad that day they were i think 100 mile per hour second weekend of coachella was insane it was brutal like i lost my hat the hat flew off and landed in the little island pond that's at the house (laughs) if you guys don't know what the house looks like what's the instagram (laughs) for the house equal estate at equal estate so it's e-q-u-l estate and if anyone wants to rent it out for a weekend you have the opportunity to just message the instagram your bachelor party whatever the heck you guys want to do super cool house whatever you want honestly (laughs) golf tournaments you could rent it out for you can have die tournaments apparently (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that was that was not good bunch of random things (laughs) but uh the party the party was crazy i mean it was great party um just the wind was so bad we had cabanas surrounding the main stage which people could buy or i mean people could buy bottle service and it would bring it to them obviously it was kind of we put it like a nightclub environment it's your typical las vegas vibe in exactly. the middle of exactly coachella Pool party i mean yeah. that's that that's perfect explanation it's literally party. island party because things an island yeah <laughs> super cool it was cool but uh the problem was the winds were so bad and the cabanas kept falling over so like halfway through the party we finally said fuck it and bring everybody inside the house which was we were not prepared for that. Let me say that, that was really funny. I was like, "How many people can you fit in this house?" Rich the kid just got done performing. We bring everybody in the side the house, and I like run to the top loft because we it's a big open area 
inside the main house and uh, there's a huge loft up there too. And I start setting it up with DJ equipment, monitors, stuff like that. And we get it ready for everybody to come in and we have all these security guards like preparing for shit to go down. It was intense. Everybody starts coming in. Wiz Khalifa's crew starts going to the loft. We have Ty Dolla Sign going to the loft and I go up there and literally we had so many people up there that the loft was like shaking like it was about to fall <laughs> like the, the the loft was about to crash and see yeah, i was through. in the kitchen i was in the kitchen with ethan were and you? everyone else and we were just <laughs> eating food and chilling as everybody's smoking weed too is it it's a 420 bar everybody's like faded as hell who, you know? who who performed in the house again um it was just ty dollar sign yeah all right it was just ty back on. i think he was showing his like one of his new songs to perform one of his new songs i don't know but um anyways we fast anyways, we fast, fast forward, forward six six months and New Year's comes and you <laughs> set up a New Year's party. Yeah. And for people that are from out of the states, if you ever want to come to a house New Year's party, I assume you're gonna be bringing more in the future. Mm-hmm. Downtown LA and <laughs> it's not just your typical poppy or one oak party. No, it's- no, no. We we so with Deep Space, the other company, um, it's it's solely house music. It's more underground vibes, great vibe. Um literally uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like every time I go in there, I always get lost in the music. It's crazy. It's how it's it's the vibe we set up for everybody to come enjoy. And what did um, you guys do for this New Year's party? You bought out. So so we did a, a buyout. What was it? Was that a church? Dude, it was a Ukrainian center. It was a Ukrainian center that looked like a huge. I don't know what you even call it. You guys it got a like blow a, up like a. I don't know if that thing was real or fake. A giant moon you put in the yeah, middle of yeah, the whole yeah. place. If you go on super the, cool. If you go on the Instagram of Deep Space, you can see all these photos and and setup we had. But it was it was really fun party. Um, I DJed it right before the the kimonos, and then we had the headliner come on. Um, but I don't know. It was just it was just a fun party. We had a we we did a lot with the staging. Um, it was something different and unique from everybody else doing something in LA. Cause you guys had to turn in a place that's not a sound oh, yeah, environment. This, this place was not a venue at all. You had to make we, the, your own acoustics and <coughs> yeah, bring in the speakers. We brought in, we brought in staging. We brought in, um, tables. We brought in, um, all the sound equipment, lighting, uh, bottle service. Like we hired a bunch of people to run it. Um, it was really, it was a really cool event that we put on and I think a lot of people loved it. And you being a business entrepreneur at age, <laughs> you, you know, like this age. 22, 22. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Like I, a normal kid right now would be in college or graduating. I, I never went to college. I, I made the decision not to go to college because I wanted to pursue DJing. And luckily it's taken me to a lot of cool places and it's taken me to where I'm at right now. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm 22 and I feel like I have so much more to do. And this is a question you know? a lot of people ask. Do you believe, I mean, you went the non-college track. Me, yeah. I think I'm the only one that went to college. Okay, me and one other kid that went to college that are out of the whole friends group. Everyone else in the group is entrepreneurs also, or you started working, yeah, yeah, car yeah. dealerships, music, everything. Um, what's your? If you had to give a philosophy or a goal for kids that had a 50-50 option of going to school or not going to school if they're a musician and someone like you, what would you say? Uh, I'd say take a year off, honestly. There's no harm in taking a year off. Because I feel like you've learned as a person yeah. more than a typical college kid. And like I was I was prepared to go to college in high school. I, I wanted to go to college, but um I don't know what it was. I, I just like I love music. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. Um and I just like 
I started off, I think, by thinking I wanted to do a year off um, because, honestly, I didn't get into the college I wanted to get into. Um, so I, I took a year off, and and it kind of started to turn into years off, and <laughs> I'm not going to college, I don't think. Because there's so Which much okay. more. There's so much more to learn. I feel like outside of college, unless it's what you're going to college for. Did you if, already know what you wanted to do? Because you kind of flip flopped a couple times. Uh yeah. Especially <laughs> like you didn't go to college and you had one genre you wanted to make, and now you're yeah, doing yeah. a whole separate genre. So I actually started working for my dad as real estate company, and then I got my real estate license to actually make some cash. Um, and then I started my company, Equal Entertainment, and uh, my dad helped me actually quite a bit with that company. Um, getting it started and stuff like that. Uh, Amazing. I love my dad, by the way. Great dad. He's, he's a cool dad. <laughs> he is um, probably one of the coolest dads I've ever met. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just say that. Like, <laughs> you can pick his brain and he'll tell you the stories coming from nothing up to the top and back and forth again. It's, like, Yeah, that guy is... He's, he's your mentor. Me. Yeah, put that way. yeah, he's definitely my mentor. He's he's definitely uh, done his part in entrepreneurship. Um, he's owned like five companies. I um, mean, I know he sold one company to Justin Timberlake, actually. <laughs> but uh, he's starting this new company. Um, it's a future ath- athletic program, actually. But uh, is there any other mentors you had on the way? In the yeah, last yeah, four yeah, years? yeah. I um, assume you have a lot. I have quite a few. Yeah. Uh, I suggest to anybody definitely find some mentors that you really like and that people want to help. Lot. Honestly, people yeah. really want to help you. They Especially see if they're you older too. I mean, <laughs> um, it's not always a competition. Right. Always, people love to help, and finding the right mentors is, is I think, really, really uh, cool if you do. Yeah, I, I have, I've had a few mentors in my life. Um, one of them being my music producer mentor. He's taught me a lot, actually. Uh, his name's Soul. <laughs> I'm just really? giving away right now. Yeah, he's, uh, he's amazing. Uh, he's an amazing guy. Um, he's a manager. He's a music production owner of a school, actually. Of Symmetry Academy, actually, uh, but he's he's taught me a lot, and uh, we've definitely experienced a lot over over the course of a lot of years, and uh, he's shaped kind of who I am as a DJ and producer. Um, but yeah, definitely get some mentors because mentors help a lot in the industry. Right. You want to go into at least. Are you guys also looking to hire for like Deep Space on future artists? Yeah, we're always looking for new artists too. Cause, and coming uh, from someone that has a say and you have a big say on who comes in Yeah, <laughs> because a lot of people look at Capitol records and Columbia records and yeah, like, I mean, what do they look for? What do they, what do they want? We know deep space is house. Yeah. Like underground house specifically. Um, we don't, we don't judge by anybody. I mean, age is not like, a limit. <laughs> it literally age is not a limit. Um, in terms of, uh, DJing because everybody, everybody can DJ. I mean, there's like 13 year olds making sick tracks. Honestly, it's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. Look at Martin Garrix at a young crazy. age. Yeah, it's insane. Um, but we don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, we focus on mostly the underground melodic uh, tech house scene. Kind of, kind of specify what it actually is. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we're always looking for new people. Um, we always so we do these summer parties every year, and uh, that's where we bring a lot of new DJs in. Um, I know we've had a lot of different background DJs coming in. Like uh, we had a girl from Russia who came in and played. Um, and you don't have to come from anywhere. You, literally, you can have uh, a good solid base to your DJ background and still be 
If people are interested. Yeah. If you know how to they... move a crowd, dude, the, the dreams are endless, honestly. That's true. If people are it's interested crazy. around the world, I mean, yeah. should they DM? Should they, I mean, I'm going uh, on the website. DM, message me on Instagram. Uh, I'll, I'll check it out for sure. I always love when people message me their music. It's fun to wa- listen to. Uh, but yeah. Uh, where, do you guys mess- see the, where do you guys see the company going in the next five we years? S- five years plan. We definitely see it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> had a had a swallow real quick. Um, <laughs> uh, we we see it going overseas. We see it in other countries. We see it. I mean, this summer we we are uh, in the works of having it in Dubai um, at Cove Beach Club. Didn't you just visit? I did. I actually just went out there for a week because uh, I had some business meetings. But um, we are putting a plan together to hopefully bring it out to Dubai. Dude, that's amazing. Uh, at Cove Beach Club. So yeah. what is Dubai like? I've Dubai, never been there. Dude, oh my God. A totally different world. It's crazy. Like I went there um, and I was completely blown away. I've never been to the Middle East before. It was kind of my, my first time. And I've never seen a city so futuristic in my life because they have some of the coolest architecture in the world. Um, I went to they the, have the tallest building. Yeah, in the world. I went to the Burj Khalifa. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the, I think the 154th floor and then they have a huge like bar up there too, where you can drink. It's, it's awesome. Um, but it's very different. It, the music is different. Um, what, what's actually, the music like? They actually love hip hop out there. Really? They're, they, they freaking love that stuff out there. Yeah. Um, house music is a little niche out there, but you can find amazing people who love house music. So I see, I mean, that's the way yeah. you want to grow. You guys want to get in there and yeah. Then we want to move to Ibiza, of course. We want to move like a lot of different places in Europe because um, people love house music out there. It's it's crazy. Thought about Australia? Yes. Australia so loves Australians house music pumped too. in with house. Yeah. I mean, you got Fisher. I mean, they freaking love Fisher. <laughs> Bet you Fisher would love to collaborate. Dude, I hope so. Dude, he's a cool guy. He is. He is. Uh, hopefully, we'll book him for one of our shows uh, either this year or next year. Um, but, but yeah, we see it moving uh, overseas. And we see it uh, growing a lot more than what it is right now, just in LA. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So, what it was a little while back was the summertime or last couple months? You mm-hmm. did a set at what Nadja's birthday party? Yeah, <laughs> it was actually I think right before I went to Miami. Um, but yeah, I went to I so I became kind of <clears throat> kind of friends with Nadja. Um, I became friends with his manager as well, just because he comes to our deep space parties all the time, and so I'm always seeing him. And then I. It's so funny. I feel like I fantasized about it, but like uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I, I kept seeing him at our One Oak parties, and I'm always like, "Dude, I want to meet, I want to meet Nigel so bad." Because I grew up watching Nigel, and uh, and people that don't don't know who he is, he's he's a professional, about to be Olympian skate skater who's won like so many X Games. He's the Tony Hawk of our tours. generation. Yeah, we'll just say that. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, he's he's very good at skateboarding. Let's just say that. Um, but uh. I got in touch. Uh, one of our promoters uh, got me in touch with his manager, and um, then I, I finally met Nigel and <laughs> started hanging out with him at our parties. And uh, and then he invited me to play his DJ his uh, birthday party, which was awesome. He and so what I, was that like? You probably saw dude, every celebrity, every not that you're yeah, amazed by it because you're around it all the time, but no. But I still love seeing like celebrities and uh and actors and stuff like that I guess. anyone that you were like blown away by i'm super fanboy when it comes to this stuff <laughs> anyone that you were blown away by um 
Ryan Sheckler, another skateboarder, was there. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly was there. Um, Anyone come up to you after your set and like, dude, that's lit, or like compliment (laughs) you, and you're like, wow. You know what was funny? It was I just party. Uh, I played, but I was also I got off, and then I played with a bunch of other people as well. So it was like kind of a a fun little back to back session between like a lot of different people, a lot of artists as well. Um, But uh, the best part about that party was the house that it was in. I don't know if you ever saw a big fat liar when you're younger, but it was briefly. <laughs> so the pool scene where he's jumping in the pool and he turns blue, that house is where he had his party at. And it was awesome. I, I was like super fanboy over that house. <laughs> see, I'm like, hilarious. I don't know what you're talking about because I didn't see I'm that. I'm sure some people will know. I'm sure people I'm sure. will know, <laughs> but it was cool. I, I really enjoyed Nigel's party. And then we went to Avenue afterwards and had his uh, after party there uh, for, uh, yeah. It was, it was it was cool. I, I I really enjoyed it. Any more cool gigs coming up, like kind of like that? Um, that you're able to say or yes, Dubai, Dubai, Dubai. Anything else? <laughs> uh, we might be going to Orlando. We might also be uh, Coachella as well. Obviously, uh, I don't know. I know a lot of things are popping up um, pretty soon. Maybe maybe it's just because I can't tell you guys yet. That's uh, hey, it's secretive. Hey, that's okay. It's Welcome to the entertainment industry. You can't <laughs> give out all your secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's amazing. Anyways, um, let's let's get into more about you. Let's see what people can find out about you. Um, what's your favorite food? Favorite food, sushi. I will go to sushi any day of the week. I love sushi. Mexican food. I love Mexican food. Okay. Fajitas, especially. Fajitas. Chicken and steak fajitas. Chicken and steak fajitas. Chicken and steak fajitas. <laughs> and what's your favorite Mexican place? Uh, in LA. What's that place called? Hold on. Don't say El Cholo. Is El no, Cholo? No, 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 no. Oh, it's where Once Upon a Time was. Where is it? What is it called? Oh my God, I'm forgetting right now. So I love how I have like an entertainment show and half the things my friends and people have said on the show, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Casa Vega. Casa, oh wait, I've been there. In Sherman Oaks. Yes, yes. super good. Oh my god, my favorite fucking Mexican place. Dude, their chips there are so good. Dude, I went there for the first time after seeing Once Upon a Time with uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. They have a little like scene in the movie where they're just getting shit-faced at this uh, Mexican place. And I figured out what it was called afterwards in Casa Vega. And uh, I went there and they had a Quinn Tarantino-specific drink that you could get. Dude, that's, like, I, did, I have to check that out next time. Yeah, it was awesome. That's amazing. That's I, super cool. I love Mexican food. And then Los Agaves in uh in Westlake. I can't forget about that. Dude, Los Agaves Taco Tuesday. I know, right? What was it seventy seventy-five tacos? Yes. It's so good. Dude, it's so good. It's it's amazing. Anyone wants honestly. to come out to Westlake Village? There's a lot of is, isn't Q Sushi pretty good also? Q Sushi is really good. Yeah, I heard that's really good actually. Um they just yeah. opened up a new pizza place too. I, I heard they have like a, a comedy night as well. Really? Yeah. You should go in there, do some comedy. Dude, I show <laughs> No, no, no. I'm not a. I'll, I'll DJ maybe possibly. DJ, there you go. <laughs> but looking at, um, let's say, I mean, I don't know when you're gonna settle down. But if you had your dream location where uh, you want to live in the world, oh, uh, your dream geez. fantasy, do you want to live in Westlake or Ibiza no, or Dubai since you've been there? Like, dude, ah, especially for music, I, no I feel idea, like, man. do you want to travel like constantly travel? Yes. No, that's one thing I, I kind of wanted. I got into the industry for is to travel a lot because I love traveling and 
and being able to play somewhere while traveling is like the best thing in the world, I feel like. Where's the coolest place you've been to other than Dubai? Dubai's out of the question. Singapore is really cool. I like Singapore. Hong Kong is fun. What was the food like there? It's, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's Chinese food. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a lot of raw fish. Not a raw fish, but it's just like fish that you typically don't eat. You know, um, I'm I'm like blanking on names, but it's it's very interesting. Really, very interesting food because it's stuff you probably get grossed out by, but once you eat it, it's really good. Yeah. Really. Uh huh. That's are cool. you on are you on social media at all other than Instagram you do TikTok or I uh, I am on TikTok I need to start using it a little bit more cuz I feel like it's the next next biggest show. social media influence in the world What's uh Honestly. do you have any like superstars you're fanboy over on TikTok TikTok oh, YouTube no, Not really I kind of just go to the for you page and <laughs> see some funny shit and just keep rolling <laughs> You don't have one person you just keep watching Not really no Um yeah no it's kind of all over the place. I follow a lot of DJs on Instagram uh, that I look up to, for sure. Like anyone? Uh, Dario Diatis, Martin, Martinez Brothers, um, Hudson City, of course. Is there anyone's life you'd want to live right now that you're like inspired by? I don't know. I assume you want to get there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know if you heard of Peggy Goo. That girl has probably one of the coolest lives right now. What does she do? She lives a great life. She's a DJ. And she's blown up in the last couple of years, actually. She's actually playing Coachella, the Yuma tent this year. Really? Which I'm really stoked to see. Ooh. Yeah, I can't I think it's her first time in, in America, actually. I can't wait to see her. But uh she's a model that's has like all these brand deals are surrounding her. She has uh Louis Vuitton, she has Ray Bans, she has all these things that she models for and has brand deals with. And then she's also a DJ that travels everywhere and DJs big festivals, but house music, which is awesome. Dude, I hope house music blows up. I, it's blowing up. Do, do, do you I, I don't think, think it's, it's ever gonna end. That's the thing about house music. It's it it'll it's gonna be like the rock and roll genre. There. Yeah, it'll always, always be there. It'll always be there for sure. Has there been a number one hit on top fifty? Make it as a house song yet or no? Fisher, I swear to God, Fisher was number one. I don't think it was number one. Maybe you're you're gonna know. be the next. Oh, who knows? Any new music coming out? <laughs> Uh yes, actually I have quite a few songs in in uh in place right now to come out in the next next month. And where can next, people next find that? Month. Spotify, Spotify, anything, iTunes, Beatport, um, Pandora, if you wanted to. See, this is a question <laughs> I think a lot of producers ask. Do you need a music video? What's uh, your thoughts on that? You don't need a music video, but it definitely helps to have a music video. I think it helps a lot because I've seen a lot of artists get bigger because of music videos. Can a music video also hurt you? If it's a bad music video? I'm sure it can, yeah. Um, Have you made any? I've definitely made a few that are pretty bad that I haven't, <laughs> that I haven't released. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I, I, I don't think it's bad to have a bad music video. I think it, it's whatever people perceive it. You know? That's true. Um, I feel like if you have the money to do it, do it. Do but it. if you don't have just... It's it's you don't need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Or get signed by a company that they'll mm -hmm. support you on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> music videos are good, I think, good to have. Even with house music. House music, it may be an instrumental, but it's it's cool to have a music video with it for sure. Cause I'm always one so how I find new music is YouTube. I always go to like a just a really? video. You, 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 what do you use? Dude, 
I don't know. Isn't I don't know. Like the little house, they have like the little, the house channel, and has I would, all these new people on it. So I listen to a lot of mixes. Um, that's how I find uh, new music. Like uh, I always watch my favorite DJs play uh, their DJ sets anywhere they're playing. Usually they're recorded. Circle is a big place that I find new music. Um, if you like underground house music, you definitely heard of Circle. Uh, Mix Mag. Just I watch a lot of live performances. Um, because it's where they show new music, and I kind of just take it, take pick and <laughs> pick and take. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, uh, YouTube. I usually just click on a song, and then after it finishes, it usually shuffles to another video randomly. I don't know how YouTube does it; it's their algorithm. But the next song after it usually is similar is similar to the song you'd previously played, and that's how I find my vibe, kind of. Um, not all my music, obviously, but. Some of it, for sure. So we probably get a lot of ideas out there. Mm -hmm. Also, you hear someone you've never heard, and you're like, okay, totally. I can do something like this. It helps me open up my mind to new artists, I guess, because YouTube, YouTube's algorithm is kind of like that, where they put like artists that you don't really know and just slap it on after a video. It's kind of cool. That's super cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> and we only have a couple mm -hmm. more minutes left, but yeah. if you had to do one thing in LA, if you were a tourist, ask all my people this. Um, yeah. What would you want to do, or what would you bring that person as a to tourist? Do? Yeah, uh, let's say hello. I'm Michael. I'm from Australia, and I'm coming to LA to come see you. And before I can see you, what do I? What music do you like? And if you like music, definitely go see some house music. <laughs> like come see Deep Space. <laughs> come to the Deep Space event. You have to. Um, but your favorite moment, your favorite memory by living in LA, um, um, other than our area, and our areas are very suburbs, chill I'd vibe. I'd say I'd say get to know people. Everybody in LA has a story and, and uh, you get to know somebody and you you hear their background and you hear where they come from. It's really interesting to see where people come from in LA. Honestly. If you're one of those and if you're one of those people that come outside of California and LA and you want to meet yeah. celebrities, um, one tip, do not go crazy over celebrities. <laughs> they hate it. If you want to really meet them, which I still do. <laughs> if, if if you want to really like meet them, especially the upcoming ones, go to any bar in LA yeah. in downtown. And all of them are the bartenders and servers. They're really cool. Right? For sure. Yeah. No, all, most of them are. Because um, they're actors themselves. Yeah. So they're always trying to make it. You know, you know, it's everybody Everybody has a story coming to LA, and it's really fun and interesting. You never know who you're going to meet. And if you want to find artists, music artists, you just go to Deep Space LA. No. Dude, <laughs> go to any event. I'm sure you'll make a connection, honestly. LA is pretty easy. Everyone's yeah. pretty nice if you respect people. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. Well, that's amazing. Anyways. Yeah. Hollywood can also be uh, the other side, too. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Keep positive. That's always. What I'm always. Especially yeah, you. Yeah, I yeah. think you're one of the nicest, like, outgoing, well-rounded, like well -rounded, put together kids I've met. That's, like, in that. the industry. Because there, there's a lot of shitty people out there. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, though. Thank yeah, you. No problem. That means a lot. But... <laughs> Thanks for coming Thank on the so show. Thank you so much, Michael. I appreciate it. We've been talking about this for a while. I know. I finally got you on here. I know. I don't respond to my texts. I'm <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're awful. Is there any last words you want to say? I need to get a business phone. Um, that's, want to repeat it. what to follow you on or to check out your music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those social media crazy websites. Um, you can same follow Equal Entertainment as well on and all social media. how do you spell media. that? For the it's E-Q-U-L. Entertainment, yeah. And what are the other Same ones? Same thing with the Equal Estate, uh, which we're throwing the party at, at Coachella. Uh, Deep Space LA, um, and Tristan Alexander. 
Yeah. Plain, plain and simple. Plain and simple. <laughs> Anyways, you got a star in the making right here. Um, Catch me this summer playing. Yeah, sure. if you guys ever come to any Deep Space stuff, you see Tristan playing, feel free to... I'll be there for sure. Hit him up after. Super yeah, nice yeah. kid. I'm the guy with the blonde hair. <laughs> the guy, oh, we'll see. You change your hair color every two months. It's only blonde, bro. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Anyways, thanks Thank for coming you. on. Thank you. I appreciate it.